It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Seth Hawkins. Welcome to the Seth Talks podcast. My guest today is a YouTuber, self-improvement member, and I'm so glad to have him on the show and I appreciate his time. Right now, here is Glow Pierre, a.k.a. Pierre Amicia. Pierre, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for having me on, man. It's a great opportunity for real, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to the boy Jordan Green. Shout out to Jordan for setting this up, allowing this to happen. I'm definitely glad this happened. When he mentioned your name, I thought of the meme from Jimmy Fox show. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I can't even tell you how many times, you know, I'm introducing myself to people or people hear my name for the first time. And that's the first thing they think of. Like, yo, Pierre. Like, yeah. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? But I mean, right off the bat, man, I got to ask you from a mental standpoint, how is your mental health? I know right now it's the winter time. We're going through a tough season. So in this moment, how is your mental health? Man, I think I'm blessed. I think I'm good. You know, I'm just building momentum right now. And that's really important. And like you said, it is winter. I feel like in the past and usually maybe for most people, but I know for me, when winter hits, usually, you know, you regress and you slip back into old habits and you do these things but i've really been keeping tabs of that and i've been trying to stay my best self you know not only for myself but for my people on youtube and being a uh example so i've been doing i've been doing good man just building momentum Right. How about yourself? I've been doing good myself. Like, I know with me in the winter, probably I want to say 2017, when I was 17, senior year in high school, that's when I started noticing that when the weather changed, my mental health would really take a decline for the worst, and it would take yeah. months for things to really turn back around. And like you said, this was the first winter where 
I really took the steps necessary to better myself just because, you know, I didn't want to make that excuse of, oh, it's winter time and it's cold out. So this is how I'm going to be. I'm just going to be a sad sack. Like I went and got vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, got myself a lamp. You know, it's, it's like sunlight. It's like a UV lamp. And I reflected on myself in the evening times because the sun sets earlier. So I got myself those things just to really boost myself up and boost my mental health and just improve it. Of course, you know, we all have our bad days and stuff, but I will say like, it's definitely been beneficial taking those steps, taking those vitamins twice a day and getting that sunlight from my lamp and doing those things. It's really worked for me. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm really, I really am. Yeah. And of course, staying consistent with the podcast also when talking with people, because of course I'm doing my school virtually, so I'm still not out Mm -hmm. there mingling with people my age. So getting the chance to do podcasts like this and get to talk with people for 45 minutes to an hour is like a really great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What were some of the things that you took up that you did this winter to really turn your mental health around? Man, so first thing I started really getting into yoga. Um, I've always wanted to kind of start, but you know, you, you'll start out for a day or two and then you fall off. You don't feel like it may be this day, this day, but no, I've really been egging myself on to do this thing like every day just to really strengthen that connection with the mind and the body. You know, it's really, at first it's really, uh, people might say yoga, you know, that's what, that's what, that's what moms do. But nah, man, like I really recommend everybody to start practicing yoga because you know you put yourself in these uncomfortable positions and uh you know you just you just you're just getting used to being uncomfortable and finding that stabilization through your breath you know breathing in and out and yeah man it's really a great practice so yoga um i've been doing more cold showers uh usually i do contrast showers so i start hot start cold but not lately i've just been getting straight into the cold shower even if it's cold outside you know build up that mental resistance and just drinking more water making sure i'm staying on top of these things you know and um also kind of limiting my technology you know it's winter outside you just want to stay in bed be on netflix all day or be on your laptop and your phone but you know i'm putting more time to just sit in silence you know just let my thoughts wander just just do what i gotta do in that sense you know Right. So those are the things I've been picking up lately, and it's been really working well for me. I'm starting to see the difference, you know? Yeah. With the yoga, do you do that yoga on YouTube? Do you take certain classes for it? Like, talk to me about that, because that's something that I definitely really want to get into. So talk to me about that. Yeah, for sure, man. I just look up yoga on YouTube, and I just, I just, uh, I just watch one. You know, you could do yoga for blood flow, yoga for flexibility in mind and body. You can do all these things. They have a whole lot of yoga. So there's not anything that you really need to to be, you know, well versed in. You know, I mean, I just started like a week ago, you know, and it's really simple. It's really convenient. You just need some space, a laptop, a phone, and you just follow whatever they're doing. And it's really it's really beneficial, man. Your body feels, you know, a lot more just relaxed and just. How do I explain it? It's just, it's just a really nice feeling once you start doing it consistently, man. 
Man, that's dope. Like, I could definitely need to try that out. I meditate a lot. I love meditating. I'll do that mm-hmm. in the afternoon. I'll do it at night before I go to bed, listen to some scriptures, to some sermons, and that's how I'll meditate and ground myself. But yoga was definitely something that I've been wanting to get into. And it's just a matter of going out and do it. Cause you can, all, yeah. you can always talk about it, but once you do it and you're consistent with it, then it becomes better and it gets manageable. Cause I just started lifting, I want to say in November, and I've seen a difference, you know, in my body and how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I jog a lot too but i definitely wanted to implement yoga i think that would definitely calm my mind down and also just make me more flexible really yeah and uh i feel like uh for lifting because i've been lifting for a while as well it's really important to stretch and do yoga because whenever you lift especially whenever you lift heavier weights your body you know you get sore your muscles get sore as well and you might not even know that you're sore in some places and your mobility is limited in some places so when I really started stretching more and doing yoga, I was able to really stretch all these areas and all these different parts of my body so that whenever I do go back and lift, my performance is improved because, you know, my body isn't so tight and isn't so limited anymore. Right, exactly. Well, I'm glad that really benefits you and that works out with you. Um, I think it was in December. I didn't stretch and I went out and I jogged. And I remember after I finished taking my shower, I got in my room, changed and whatnot. And I got a Charlie horse in my leg. I was oh, like, no. ah, oh my goodness. So I was laying on the ground, right? Trying to let it ride out and whatnot. I stand up, get a Charlie horse in my other leg. I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't move. I ain't had a Charlie horse since I was like 12. And no. when it hit me, I was just like, man, I need to start stretching. I need to do something. So that's when I just really started like stretching my body and everything out before I worked out. But yoga is definitely something that I'm going to try and take up. Like, I'll definitely let you know how it benefits me and works out for me when I start doing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let me know the progress. Let me know if you got any questions with that. I'm I'm, I'm glad to help. And yeah, man, those Charlie horses are vicious, bro. (laughs) Them joints are crazy, bro. (laughs) I'm hip. But shifting gears from that, I definitely want to talk about your YouTube journey and how you picked that up. But you mentioned to me before we started recording that you're in college. How do you Uh find that balance between doing YouTube videos in college? I'm not sure if you're working, but how do you achieve that balance? Man. You know, I'm not going to lie and say it's easy. You know, you definitely have to be aware of how you're managing your time, you know. Um, and that's, I'm not I'm not even perfect with that myself, you know. Sometimes uh, after homework, after three, four hours of homework, and it's late, and I know I got to record a video, I'll just be like, you know what, I'll put that off until the next day, you know. And it's if you do that, it's easy to become inconsistent with YouTube, but I always, always make sure that I know to stay on top of YouTube, you know, because this is something that, you know, I'm really passionate about. I really want to help people. And I know that if I slack up with that, it's going to eat me inside. So I know um, any time that I have available, you know, any any 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I can get a video done in that, in that time, you know. And usually when I do record my videos, I do them later at night and I try to get my schoolwork mostly done before 7, 8 p.m. But um, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, I, st- I, I still record late night, you know. Even though it's not the best, I still record 2, 3, 4 in the morning sometimes just to get the video out. But it's really about managing your time properly. I, I, I create a schedule, you know, I have a to-do list, just really being aware of things you have to do in the day, you know, because it, it's a lot being a college student. 
for sure. I'm sure you know that as well. So um, really just visualizing, putting what you need to do out in a schedule and just going um, list by list, time by time and try and getting those things done. Right, most definitely, because I work a full-time job on top of going to school full-time, on top of trying yeah. to balance this podcast, on top of trying to yeah. manage a social life on top of that. So it's like, it's definitely difficult, but I've been in college for four years now, so I'm more better at prioritizing my time now and learning what to give my attention to the most as as, as it pertains to what I'm you know going for. Because it's definitely tough and it's difficult, but usually I try to get my work done as soon as, soon as possible so that way I can free up time to do podcast recordings or sometimes for a week or two I'll just stack up on recording so that way I can focus on my schoolwork focus on my writing and my sketching because I like to sketch focus on those things but I'm still uploading content and I still have stuff backed up so it is tough and it's difficult but it's like once you learn to prioritize your time and give attention to what gives you that joy and that satisfaction then by all means you're good to go yeah for sure hey talk to me about the importance of delaying um, short-term gratification and taking in long-term gratification. I know in life is difficult and we want everything quick and we want it now, but it's more enjoyable when you take your time and then you receive that result in due time when it takes longer. So talk to me about that, the importance of delaying short-term gratification and strive for getting long-term gratification. Yeah, man, good things come to those who wait, you know, and it's really, really, really important, especially in 2022 in our day and age where, you know, you have cell phones, laptops, TVs, video games, all these, you got social media, TikTok, all these things that can give you that quick dopamine hit, you know, you see a notification pop up on your phone, uh, dopamine hit, you know, uh, it's just these things that, you know, if you're really not mindful you're not careful you can become slave a slave to these things really fast you know and it's long-term gratification is so important because it's just building you know that's 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 creating momentum you know and i talked about that earlier you know you want to create momentum so that these harder tasks that you do on a daily gate easier mentally because you could say, for example, coach hours, right? Coach hours don't get any easier. You just your mind just tolerates them better, you know? Uh the water's still cold, lifting weights. Weight the weight doesn't change, you know? The weight doesn't get any lighter, your body gets stronger, you know? So it's just doing these small tasks, creating these small victories day by day, you're going to be able to build momentum for bigger Ws later in the path, right? But you can't do these things now if you don't have a sense of delayed gratification, you know. It's easier to put that shower, switch the knob to the highest setting and just jumping in, you know. It's easier to do that, you know. It's easier to um, sit in your bed all day on TikTok, scrolling through whatever, you know. It's easier to do that. But you're comfortable like that. And comfortable, comfortableness, comfort is the killer of all men you know when you're comfort you don't when you're comfortable you don't grow you feel me so putting yourself in these small uncomfortable situations you know lifting weights um taking cold showers taking 10 to 15 minutes just to get off your phone just to get off anything and just allow your mind to not be consumed by all this stuff you're watching or whatever doing all of that is just going to set you up better in the long term you know 
right just, just doing the hard things now mm-hmm. so that the future becomes easier right you know and it builds up your endurance also and it prepares you mm-hmm. for what's next and what's going to be coming up in the future because you could be exactly. thrown into a position where it's tough and it's uncomfortable but in the past you've known that you've had to endure all this other stuff and it took time but you ended up getting that w all because you exactly. waited and you went through the process so it's just like it builds up your endurance and it teaches you discipline as jordan mm-hmm. always says another name drop you know discipline must take the place when motivation just isn't there you cannot live off of motivation you know, you got to take advantage of that motivation when it's there. Take advantage of, of it. But if you don't have that motivation, you motivation, you have to be disciplined to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, you can have that motivation, that quick little burst. But, you know, some people, even if you do feel motivated, some people don't take advantage of that. And taking advantage of that comes back to discipline, you know, to get up and do something when you have to do it. It doesn't matter if you feel like it, you know. So, Yeah. But delaying uh, gratification definitely builds up that discipline because when you're doing things that you don't like on a day to day, you know, you're 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 automatically you're automatically telling your body to just do whatever you got to do, do what you got to do. And in life, you got to do what you got to do. You're not always going to feel like going to work. You're not always going to feel like doing assignments. You're not always going to feel like paying bills, but you have to do what you have to do. And you're training yourself to do that with small victories every day. Yeah, absolutely. One of my mentors, he's actually my professor. He made this analogy once to me and he said, life is like shoveling snow. When you get this big snowstorm, then it stops snowing and the sun is out and the snow is just piled up on your driveway. You got to shovel that snow and take that snow out the driveway. That says that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do. And it's better for you to confront that, take all the snow out and pile it up somewhere so you have a clear access to where you need to go. Because if you just leave the snow out there, it's going to turn into ice because it's going to get colder at night and it's going to be more slippier. And now you're in a, and now you're in a slippery slope and you ain't got nowhere to go and you're barricaded in. But if you had just went outside and shoveled that snow, shoveled up that high um, pile, you know, you would have been fine. So even though you don't yeah. want to go to work, even though you don't want to do your schoolwork, even though you're so tired, you don't feel like making a YouTube video or a podcast video or doing whatever it is that you want to do. You still got to shovel all of that and get it out the way. So that way you have clear, free access to whatever you want to do in the end. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's tough. It's tough, but you know, it is. It, it's like once you build up that that courage and you build up that strength, you're able to do it, and it gets easier with time or manageable. I wouldn't say easier because it's never yeah. easy, but it gets manageable. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, it's just you're more equipped to do it. You know, you know, like like I said, like with weights. You know, weights never get lighter. Your body gets stronger. You know, so. That's that's how I look at it with other things. Right. This may tie into your self-improvement journey where you really started getting serious on improving yourself. But when did you take up NoFap and join the NoFap community and started changing your life with that? I know for me, it was November 2020 when I first started it. I was just like, you know what? I'm done doing PMO. I'm done tired of it of course relapse i think a month later but ever since march of 2021 i've been clean ever since about to hit that one year mark next month i'm ready for it but hey i'm trying to make this a lifestyle you know what i'm saying but uh-huh. for you when did you start doing that hey first of all i'm proud of you for you know uh staying strong i know it's a it's a it can be a hard thing but especially that type of addiction so i'm, I'm really proud of you and yeah i've been 
thing is, I've known about it since, I want to say, summer 2019. Of a, It was off a spiritual soul video when he was talking about NoFap. And I watched the video, and I was just watching it, and I was just hearing all these things. I was just shocked, and I was like, well, I didn't know, you know, it was that detrimental to your mental health and your physical health, you know? So after that video, I went cold turkey for, I want to say three four months and then i relapsed and then i kind of stopped for a while you know um i didn't really because that's when whenever i i I relapsed the pandemic kind of started so everybody was in the house um you know i I didn't really i wasn't really on nofab during that period of time and then once the beginning of uh 2021 hit like march april that's when i started to you know what let me take that's when I that's when I that's when I started my, my self improvement journey for real for real. Like I got serious about it. And then ever since then I was like, you know what, let me get on NoFab. Let me start trying this again. Let me get on Steamer Attention. And then ever since then, you know, I've had a couple of relapses, but ever since I wanna say around June, June ish, June beginning June, so I've been I've been good. You know, I've been good. I've been I've been really being mindful, really staying strong, you know, being aware of urges and stuff like that, transmuting. And yeah, I've been cool. Hey, so. that's that's good, man. That's beautiful. And I mean, congratulations, kudos to you for being able to stay that strong and stay consistent with it because it yes, is sir. it's not easy. It, it really isn't easy. Like there have been times throughout this entire almost year process where I was just like, you know what, I'm ready. Just I'm ready. Just give it up. Yeah. I can't. I can't take it anymore. But it's like you know that you can continue to keep going and. You know that you have that endurance inside of you to keep going, so it's just like why, why screw that up and mess it up? So I mean, mm-hmm. that's what that's what keeps me going, and it's crazy to think how much of a difference it's made on me personally, staying strong and staying clean. I look at pictures for myself from 2020, 2019, 2018. Yeah. It's just like man, you can you can tell I was just deep in it. You know, there's a yeah. difference, and now I see a profound difference in my mentality and my mental health, my spirituality. I'm more close to lord and everything all because mm-hmm. i'm being able to stay you know clean and it's not easy but it's like i said that discipline it's not easy that discipline you build up it allows you to keep going and and you transmute that energy into other areas in your life yeah yeah exactly and I, that's a that's a reason that's a part of the reason why i've been so consistent and you know i found a lot of success early on in youtube because you know you're just using that energy to create videos on top of videos on top of videos just staying consistent and you know when you're doing it it's like staying consistent isn't even you know that hard to you because it's it becomes a part of you because you have this energy to just keep creating you know and another reason why i want to you know give thanks to god you know praying and asking to free you know myself from this addiction free myself from these chains and really just giving thanks to god because you know uh, you can't do everything by yourself. You know, we're only human. So, right. You just, just got to give uh, praise. Right. And one of the things I had to tell myself early on and just continue to tell myself because it's still a battle. It's still a struggle. And it's that exactly. I'm already yeah. I'm already free from it because I'm not doing mm-hmm. it anymore. I had to put it in my mind that because I would tell myself, like, you know, I'm praying that by this day, I'm going to be free from it once and for all. I'm praying that by this time, I'm going to be finally be free. And it's just like recently I've been telling myself, like, no, I am free. Right. Like I'm free. I've breaking yeah. I've broken these chains. Yes, I'm going to be, you know, tempted, but I am free from this. And I feel like mm-hmm. the more I tell 
tell myself that, the more I'm not even going to be thinking about a relapse. Because sometimes I'd be thinking like, hey, on this day, I'm a relapse. Or on that day, I'm a just relapse. And it's like, no, I can't can't do that to myself. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and that's, that's a good mentality. Because once, you, once you're not doing it, you know, you need to have that thing where, okay, I'm not doing it. That's that's in the past, you know. Instead of having this mindset where, okay, I'm changing. No, I'm changed, you know. Let's put that out there. Put it in your head. Ingrain it in your, in your head, in your belief system that, okay, this is done. That's the past. This is who I am now, you know. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I'm changed. I'm not addicted anymore. I'm not fighting it. It's, it's, it's you know, I'm not fighting the battle anymore. I'm, I'm done, you know. Right, that's, exactly. that's a really good mindset to adopt, for real. Yeah, it's in the past. I, mm-hmm. I, my, my, my pastor, I remember he used to kind of go through some stuff also with, with drugs and alcohol, and he was able to be yeah. saved from that by the Lord, and he got saved and went ahead and did his thing. And I remember there were a few times when he would be preaching, and, and his past friends or his family would be like, hey, remember when you were doing this? Remember you remember when you were doing that? And he was like, no, I don't remember that. That me is dead. And, you know, that was in the past. Yeah. That's not me anymore. I'm a new creature. And it's just like, I feel like... People within this community, or even with any other addiction, also, you just have to look at it as I'm free from that. That's 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 not me anymore, and just own it. You know, own it. Yeah, yeah. What kind of advice would you give to anyone that's fighting that type of you know sexual immorality or sexual sin or that that addiction really, and that is and struggling to fight it? Really, just first of all, you know, especially when you've been doing that, when you've been dealing with PMO for so long, don't let one relapse, two relapse, three relapses, knock you off your journey and just you quit it. Because, you know, with any addiction, anything that's deep rooted, bro, of course you're going to relapse, you know. Just look at it as a part of the process because a lot of people, when they relapse, they get really, really, really discouraged and they just quit altogether, kind of like how I did back in 2019, you know. And you just get yourself deeper, deeper, deeper into your, into your, uh, to a hole, but you have to be faithful and you have to be strong that even through a relapse, you're still going to get through this. You know, you still got it. You still, it's just a bump in the road on the path to victory, you know? So that's the main advice is just don't stop. Just don't stop. It doesn't matter. Just keep going. If you have the mindset that you really want to quit and you really want to stop for good, you will get there. And also ask for help. Ask for Pray, ask for God's strength, you know, ask him to fight that battle as well. You know, before you go to sleep, pray for protection from any, you know, succubus or any sexual demons or whatever, you know, just always ask for help because you can only rely on willpower and discipline for so long because, yeah, even now we still get those urges, right? You say it's nice and it's not going to go away, but, you know, the more that you pray and the more that you just stay away, the more you do these things, you know, you transmute to, uh, your energy to other facets of your life, the more equipped you are going to be to, to handle those urges and just handle the temptation and all of that. Yeah. And that's what I've been yeah. doing. That's what I've been doing more, just praying and talking to God about it when, when those urges come. Cause sometimes I wouldn't even talk to him. I'd just be like, Oh, like I'm just going crazy. Like, yeah. it's like, what do I do? But now it's like, man, I hit, I hit my knees on the ground. I pray, try to, try to, you know, speak some scriptures out in the atmosphere, put out in the atmosphere to fight against the devil and what he's trying to say. And it's just like the fight's over with the battle's over with because God has stepped in to the situation and he's taking advantage of it. So, you know, definitely yeah. prayer and 
being with the Lord has definitely been helpful. And also just talking with other people about it, because I mean, this is a struggle that lots of people deal with, but it's so, it's so taboo that nobody really talks about it. I feel, I wish there was more of a conversation about it. And Hey, I mean, I give credit to Jordan because that's how I fit. That's how I found the community. I was 2020. And of course I was like looking up like, Hey, is this like real? Do people really do this? And I saw that he was doing it. And I was like, man, this dude's my age. He's doing that. You know, I think I can do that also. So it's nice to know that there are dudes out there that are owning it and they're just being transparent about it. And that's what I'm looking to do now. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big, you know, a factor that not a lot of people talk about because with an addiction, like PMO, you know, most people keep it secret, you know, keep it to themselves. Um, it's not like a, uh, of course, you can keep most addiction secret. But if you if you look at somebody that has an alcohol addiction or, uh, you know, drugs, you can kind of see that. But with something like PMO, it's really harder to tell if somebody's struggling with that, you know. And uh, a big way in kind of freeing yourself from that addiction is, telling somebody you know having an accountability partner just being transparent with that because once it's not a secret anymore you know you feel like you have other people that can help you other people that can provide resources that's why i say you know if you really have nobody else to to say to whatever just give it to god talk to god you know pray right and yeah so literally just just getting just telling it to somebody else that's not you is going to help you because it's not all on you. The pressure's not all on you, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we touched on that and we got that out there in the open. That was like my first time really going in depth about it on the podcast. I know me and Jordan, yeah. we talked about it briefly, but, you know, I was always embarrassed by it. But now, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord has given me the strength to just own it. You know, who knows yeah. what we're talking about right now could probably save somebody who's listening to this. So thank you yeah. for being transparent and sharing your truth with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. No problem. Yeah. Shifting gears from that, man. Talk to me about your life growing up. What was your childhood like? Man, <laughs> man I was gonna, I was kind of a troublemaker early on, you know? Oh, awesome. um, <laughs> yeah. I'm from Fort Worth. I'm from Fort Worth. Um, grew up southeast Fort Worth, kind of not too far from Oak Cliff. So I was, I was, um, I was, I was a troublemaker. I was always getting in trouble at school, you know? fighting just doing these things and um i had the first school i went to i had actually got moved from that school to a to a catholic school um i forgot the name it was like mary concept something like that but yeah i had moved to a catholic school and you know my parents wanted to get my act together i was only like what like five six seven at the time just doing all these things you know going outside with uh friends playing football on the road so yeah it was it was that and also football football was a big part of my childhood you know i I grew i remember growing up watching the cowboys with my dad you know watching tony romo to jason Witten, marion barber all those guys on tv and it became a big part of who i am you know i still love football you know the school that i'm at right now i had a partial offer a partial scholarship to play football you know so it's just and the lessons that I learned from football, you know, have followed me and have helped me navigate life as a teenager, early teen, you know, or late teen now, about to be in my 20s, you know, so it's just, man, my childhood was crazy, but I'm glad that I went through the things I did to get here, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. I know we touched on God and praying. Were you mm-hmm. a spiritual person growing up or was that something that you adapted over time as you got older? Mm, that's a good question. Um, you know, my family oh, are very religious. You know, my mom is very, very religious. My grandma, very religious. You know, um, I've always been around it. But as a kid, it wasn't really something that I really understood 100 percent. And because of that, I don't think I could really allow myself to really understand and get deep into the practices. But as I got older and, you know, as life started happening, I really started to really try to uh, strengthen my faith, strengthen my relationship with God. And I'm not saying that it's perfect now. I'm still, of course, I'm still trying to strengthen that relationship, still trying to figure out, still trying to navigate through life. But I'm on a better path now and I'm on a better, you know, level now than I was maybe 10 years ago, you know? Right. I can relate to that. I was always in the church growing up. My family was Mm -hmm. always really religious, but I never understood you know, why we were in church, what my pastor yeah. was really talking about. You know, I was just going there just to go there and think, yeah, and, and exactly. I, yeah, and I always thought that, oh, you know, while I'm here, well. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, now I'm saved pretty much. And it doesn't really work like that. It's like not only do you have to go to church, you also have to have that relationship with Christ and, you know, always talk to him about pretty much everything. And you have to live a life according to him and his will and what he is asking of you to do. So it's like, as you said, when I got older and life started happening and there were things that were really overwhelming me, I was able to kind of go back to my roots and go back to what everybody was teaching me. And it was like, oh, like this makes sense. Like I'm feeling stressed out right now because the devil is using my fears and everything that I'm worried about. And he's attacking me with that. And he wants me to draw to him and not to God. So it's just like all of these things are making sense and why you have to be prayed up. You know, scripture says, put on the full armor of God and we got to have that armor on a day-to-day basis. And it was just being able to feel God's presence in that moment when I was 17 and really talk to him about what I was going through and see him work a miracle through me. As we talked about earlier, long-term gratification, continuing to pray and then seeing that intended result that I was looking for. It was like, everything makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. It's just, it's just crazy how, you know, uh, these, these things, you know, that we, experience early on you know going to church how we don't really understand it but it's like a seed planted in our head to come back to it whenever we start experiencing life and start experiencing turmoil life you know we always have christ we always have the church to fall back on yeah absolutely yeah 
it's funny you, you mentioned that planting seeds. I, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was up in the uh, pulpit with my pastor, and he had me stand up in front of everybody, and he was just like, "This man is going to be a leader doing fellowship when he is older." And I remember he said that, and I was like, "No way! There's no way I'm going to be a leader. <laughs> There's no way I'm not going to do that." In my mind, I'm yeah. thinking that, but it's been almost five years since that happened, and here I am with the podcast, getting my degree in education, getting ready to lead an entire classroom it's not a ministry by any means but you know what i'm saying i'm doing something where people are looking up to me and yeah. if it wasn't for my pastor planting that seed in that moment then you know half of this stuff wouldn't happen that's beautiful man that really is beautiful for real, for real. shout out that pastor yeah okay. pastor, pastor oliver he passed away 2020 but i know his spirit's with me and everything and i still have his recordings from his sermon so sometimes i listen to that but hey that man definitely made an impact on me God bless his soul. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, what kickstarted your YouTube journey? What made you want to get on YouTube and start creating videos? Man, oh man, this, this is crazy. So I know that ever since I was a young and like really young, you know, I always wanted to make videos on YouTube. I always wanted to be, you know, just somebody that makes videos. And I remember... Back whenever I was young, whenever I was playing with uh, Legos, I would build these houses and I'd want to put them on YouTube. And later on, you know, through middle school, I started recording, you know, some more videos just for fun and, you know, kind of uploading those. But whenever I got to high school, um, that's when I really, I don't want to say to start taking serious, but that's when I had more resources to do YouTube, you know? Um, I remember... I would just record gameplay of like 2K or Madden or GTA or things like that, but not really consistently. And then once I graduated, uh, I just I was making like videos like once a week just to not really to go anywhere with it, but just kind of for the people that knew me, you know, um, uh, the moment that I decided to, you know, actually kind of get the ball rolling with YouTube was January 1st, it was New Year 2021. And I kind of told myself, like, you know, I could do something with this, you know. And um, my ex, you know, the girl I was with at the time, she was kind of like, yeah, like, you know, you, she would hear me talk to myself sometimes and she would be like, yeah, you could really do something with YouTube. Like, I, you could go far. And it wasn't until March of last year when we broke up, that's when I was like, you know what? Let me let me actually start doing this. Let me actually put the pieces together. Let me actually go somewhere with this, you know? And I didn't want to just make any type of content. I wanted to help people because at that time I was going through it. You know, I was really struggling. I was really depressed. I wasn't eating a lot. You know, I wasn't doing these things to really keep up, maintain myself. So I just wanted to make sure that nobody felt like how I did. Back then, I wanted to help people that maybe did feel like that get out of that. So um, I really started, you know, creating content like that. I wanted to just help people at that point. That's when I was like, nah, let me just help people as much people as I can. And here I am today. Wow, man, that's that's beautiful, you know, to be able to take what you were going through at that time and transmute that into a platform where you're helping other people and you're making a difference in their lives. I just think that's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah, man. Through God's grace, it was it's kind of crazy because 
you know, during that, during those times where I was really down, when I was really, you know, just down my luck, just really going through it. The guys that I was watching, I was watching Jordan, I was watching Kerry Ferrami, I was watching these guys that, you know, I now know and have really good friendships with and just relationships outside of YouTube. It's just kind of crazy how life works, you know? It's, it's just, it's just, it's just something I don't take for granted. It's just like, wow. You know, that's that's crazy. You know, it's just yeah. it's really cool sometimes. Yeah, really definitely. Cool. Shout out to the boy Rami. I'm trying to get him on the show. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy. Talk to him about getting you on, getting him on here. Yeah, I, sure. I think it's crazy that he's a senior in high school and he's already ahead of the curve. Like when I was when I was his age, no way. I was not among my spiritual journey or my self improvement journey. But I, I I'm really proud of him, and I don't even know the guy. But just seeing the growth and what he's doing with his life is just incredible. Yeah, man, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, senior high school, I, I was even on that wavelength either, but shout out to him, man, he's doing his thing for real, for real. Yeah, him and I am lucid, I am lucid, built different, yeah. that dude is just built different. Yeah, for sure, yeah. shout out to lucid, man. Yeah, but I picked up my podcast, I want to say April 2020, because that was when the pandemic first hit, and oh, yeah. I was already posting inspirational, motivational stuff on my social media and stuff like that, but I really wanted to gravitate that and turn that into something where people can become encouraged and inspired. And I was doing these Instagram lives, but of course I started off, so there's only like two people or three people listening to it. And I was just like, I want to make a platform where people can go back and listen to it. And they're listening to me and my story, but they're also getting encouraged by somebody else's story and how they overcame the trials and obstacles in their life. So I started doing that, I think April and May, I did like five or seven episodes. And afterwards, I was just like, you know what, I'm not getting the results I'm seeing, like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? I I wanted that short term gratification instead of working hard Uh and getting that long term gratification. So I remember after a month of doing it, my uncle, he was just like, you know, why'd you stop dropping those episodes? And I told him, I was like, I'm not getting the views I was looking for. And he was just like, you just got to keep going. And then that momentum will build up and you'll get what you're looking for. So I was just like, you know, F it. You know, I'm going to just go out and I'm going to go all in. So from July 2020 up until March 2021, I was uploading two episodes a week, just building up my brand and everything. And that's when I reached out to Jordan in November of 2020, because eventually he saw what I was doing and he took that chance with me. And then once I had Jordan on the show and of course he advertised it, that's just when my numbers started going up and people really started investing in my product. And it was just a beautiful thing to be able to share my story and the stories of other people and have other people become inspired and encouraged by it. And we're coming up on the two year anniversary in a few months. And I just think it's incredible that I'm still doing this. Yeah. Congratulations on that. You know, two years, that's crazy. Um, but that's, that's really, uh, I want to talk about building momentum, man, especially when you're creating a plan or whenever you're strengthening your platform, you know, um, when I first started to, I feel like a lot of people need to hear this because a lot of people, you know, in my circle, they want to become YouTube. They want to know how to start getting subscribers, start getting views or whatever. But what I did at first, I kind of understood that you need to have some type of momentum. You need to get the ball rolling, you know, in some way. Um, so what I did at first, I started making reaction videos, you know, because I know reaction videos with YouTube, they kind of, you know, generate some type of, uh, I want to say they're kind of easy to do and people tend to look for people like reactions. So I did reactions and not only did I do reactions, but I would react to 
like my friends music you know people around me so that they would invite other people to watch and they would share it and all that so people would be coming in you know and i did about five six seven eight reactions and i would post every day i would drop every single day i wouldn't uh, i made sure it was a point to remain consistent you know so i had more people coming in i have more content to put out so i posted every single day every single day and i gained like 30 30 or 40 subscribers just off of that right and and then one day i just dropped a no fat video just boom i just decided to just you know what let me just start and then people you know you would think the people from the reactions they'd be like oh no like we're here for the reactions we don't really want to mess with that but that video actually did really really well you know so i was like okay you know this is i'm glad that you know they received this now i'm gonna just start doing this because this is what i really want you know i was kind of using the reactions as a means to get to where i really want to go and that's helping people you know so yeah yeah it's important to just be consistent with it and then you know continue to build up on that momentum and it's not gonna happen overnight it's just something that you just have to continue to keep doing you know mm-hmm. rome rome wasn't built in a day you know you're not going to yeah. get everything that you want instantly that's why you have to take your time and build that momentum and build that endurance so that way when you do get to where you're at you're more appreciative of what you had to do to get to that point and then it's just like you got to keep going you have to keep up with that momentum which can become difficult which is going to kind of segue into my next question do you ever deal with creative frustration do you ever feel you know, confused or frustrated at times with what you're trying to create? Oh, man. Um, honestly, yeah, I'll say, yeah. Sometimes I'll record a video and I'll look back on it and be like, uh, I could have did better here. I could have explained this here. I didn't really get the full message that I wanted to across. And, um, you know, it's just really just... I had to ask myself after making videos and looking back through them, like, am I proud of this? Like, did I try my best? You know, did I really try and get the message across? Am I proud of putting this out? And, you know, if the answer is no, then I'll scrap the video, you know. And I just want to, you know, my passion for helping people is so strong that if I feel like it's not the standard I want it to be, then it's just, you know, not good to put good enough to put out there and that's it's a it's a good mindset to have but sometimes you know it's it's despite what i think you know if it's bad in my eyes somebody else somebody out there could really really use it you know could really learn from learn something from it you know so i've been kind of battling with that you know uh because i'm not the only one you know i'm helping almost 1200 people now so despite if i think it's good i know somebody is going to watch the video and it's really going to resonate with them. So yeah, in a way I have been dealing with that, uh, creative frustration, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a battle, but I feel like the more people that I come across, the more people that I've helped, it's going to get easier to kind of put down my own ego, put down my own, you know, criticism and just really just focus on, helping people in whatever way I can, you know, despite the message, you know, even if it, even in my, even if in my standard, I don't find it, oh, like good enough, you know, somebody else will. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on that, being able to turn that self-criticism around and being like, well, 
I don't like it. But even though I don't like it, what if somebody that's listening to this is able to gain something from it and like yeah. it? I, I think that's something I need to adapt because there has been instances where I've done episodes and I've hit the off button and go, that was an awful episode. That was just terrible. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the person yeah. to open up the way I wanted them to. I felt like the conversation didn't flow well. And I was just like, I feel embarrassed to even put this up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes the episode doesn't do right and doesn't do well view wise. And it's just like, well, what am I doing wrong? Is was that person not good enough? Do I need to shift what I'm talking about on the show? And then there are times when episodes do really well and it oversees my expectations for what I had for it. So I feel like if I get out of that mentality of I'm doing this for the views and I'm doing this for yeah. the the gratification of everything and turn it around and being like, I'm doing this because it's going to help somebody. It's going to help one person. If we can help one person, then my mission's complete. If I can just shift my mindset around to that, then I'll be good. Yeah, yeah, because... And also just having that mindset of, did I do my best? You know, because I don't... Of, of course, I had videos, videos where... I put in a lot of effort and they don't do as well as I wanted to and they kind of flop. And yeah, it's a little bit of, it kind of hurts a little bit, but at the end of the day, I can ask, did I do my best? And is it going to help one person? Is it going to help somebody? And most of the times those answers are yes. And I can go to sleep. And I can be happy with that. Even despite the numbers, even despite, you know, whatever happening, I can be happy that it, I know it's going to touch somebody. I know it's going to help somebody um get up out of their ways you know so that's that's what i'm thankful for that's what i try to remember every time a video doesn't do as well as i want it to right so Uh, yeah right i'm trying to shift it and focus on i'm not going to use people as a stepping stone i'm going to use this as an experience for myself and for my viewers Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's the right way and with uh you know every quote-unquote failure of course there's a lesson in it so yeah you can ask yourself like hmm, like what am I supposed to learn from you know this video not doing as well did I post at the right time or in your podcast like you know what what did I did I not hit on all the topics I wanted to um you know does the conversation not flow right yeah there's things that you can take away from it as well so don't you know ignore those but at the same time you gotta you gotta sometimes you just gotta be content with you know, the fact that you are going to help just one person. If the, if the video gets three, four or five views, you helped five people potentially, you know? Right. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. I do appreciate that. Of course. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Shifting gears from that, you know, before we before we talk about your college experience, what you're majoring in and whatnot, I want to talk to you about your college experience, your journey. How have you been able to adapt to embracing failures, learning from those mistakes and being able to press forward with what you're intending to do in the future? Um, It's just different. It's really I just know that it's different from high school for real. For real. Um, I know in high school, like, you know. I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't take school serious, but it's like, uh, you really, in, in college, you kind of really have to be on your P's and Q's more so than in high school, because in high school, you got teachers, you got tutors, you got all these things helping you like that. But in college, they kind of just, they just give you what you got to do, and it's on you to go practice, and it's on you to do what you're supposed to do outside of lectures, outside of classes, you know? So it's really just... And on top of that is time management as well, you know? So it's just really a balance, finding the balance between those two and just, 
being not hard on myself, but remind myself to access the resources that I need to become successful in school and just just um changing the mindset. You know, it's kind of it kind of took me a while to realize that, you know, this isn't going to be the same rodeo that I was in high school. So it's just more responsibility and doing what I have to do more so on my own time than, you know, kind of doing stuff last second like you could in high school. Right. I think it was last year in my spring semester where I really started becoming okay with accepting those failures, accepting those mistakes and trying to learn Mm -hmm. from it so I didn't make those same mistakes again. Because I'm a perfectionist. And if it's not right, then I'm going to just beat myself up over it. And it's not sometimes it's good to be a perfectionist because you set goals and you have a good idea with where you want to go. But sometimes it can be a hindrance because when you don't get that intended result that you want, you can just beat yourself up. You can just put yourself in a depression because you're just like, well, I didn't get what I wanted. So what's the point of even doing it? But, yeah. you know, being able to learn from those mistakes and, you know, be able to say, OK, I messed up. and This is what I need to do differently. And then being able to learn from that mistake, it's it, it's rewarding. And it ties back into learn long term gratification. I feel like that's the theme for this episode is long term gratification, just taking your time learning from those mistakes and being able to, you know, just take your time. You know, it's not a race. It's not a rush. Just just be patient. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know? And, um, man, like, of course, in the, in any path, any journey, you know, failure is going to come up. Like it's, it's, it's not anything that's, you know, that shouldn't, it's, it's just a little roadblock in the, in the road, you know, it's just, the only way to succeed and win from those failures is just learning the lessons that come from it and understanding it and applying it so that you don't fall to those same mistakes again. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shifting gears from that, what prompted you to go to college? Of course, you could have did an alternative route, went to work straight out of school, could have did YouTube full-time and made your career off of that. What made you choose college? What is your major? And what are some of the things that you've learned in your academic journey? So my parents, really, my parents, you know, they both uh, got their master's. And it's education is really big in my family because and um, my parents, you know, my mom is African. I, I come from an African household, so it's really in bad, like education, education, education. So it was really no question whether I was going to college or not. You know, everybody in my family has, so it was just expected of me to go. And it even helped more because um, whenever I was playing football in high school, the school I'm at now offered a, a partial scholarship to pay for some of my school to come here. So that's what I'm doing. It just made it an easier decision. And some things that I learned, you know, in education and just college and just whatever is that, man, it's it's really not like, you know, some people looking at from high school, you know, on the outside looking in, you might think, oh, you know, there's, you don't, sometimes you don't have to go to class seven or five days a week. You know, sometimes you have free days, sometimes, you know, you have class, you have lectures, whatever. On the outside looking in, you might think, oh. Well, less you think it's less school, or it's going to be easier. But in reality, man, that is not the case nope. at all. Not the case. Man. <laughs> <laughs> not the case at all. And really, just understanding that and adapting that because you know you're getting ready for life, and you're getting ready for a job. You're getting ready for that outside experience. You're just learning how to manage time, and that's really the biggest thing that I think I've learned so far is just how to manage my time 
properly better, you know, just doing that. Because I feel like in college, if you can't really manage your time safely, if you can't put away time to study, if you can't put away time to, you know, take notes, go back, maybe uh, listen to lectures again through recorded sessions or just doing the things that you have to, you know, you're not really going to succeed. And, you know, that goes beyond just college or school because in life, you know, you're going to need to manage time. You're going to need to know, you know, what what things to put away for this time, what things to do at this time and do this, do this, do this, do that, especially when you get out into the real, the quote-unquote real world, you know? So, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I've learned so far. You know, I'm, I'm, of course, there probably is going to be more and better lessons I learned. I'm only in year one, so, you know, what do I know now? But so far, uh, that's really what I've taken away from it. Yeah, year one. So you're 18? 19. 19. Man, I thought yeah. you was my age. I thought you was 21 or 22. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, man, no. Nah. <laughs> right, man, you were youngin'. I mean, we, we all youngins. We all youngins. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, man, we all babies still. Yeah, the exactly. grand scheme of life. Yeah, but that, that's that's really what college is, man. It's just, it's it's time management. And like you said, you hit it round the head. If you, didn't, if you can't manage your time wisely in college, you're not going to be able to transmute that into the real world when you have your career and you got to be on time for your job or when you have deadlines for your job and you mess up on that deadline because you was playing PlayStation, you know, over the yeah. weekend <laughs> and you, and you wasn't on your yeah. P and you wasn't on your P's and yeah. Q's, man. I mean, it, it's just really important. I remember my first year of college, I got a D in math because I wasn't using my time managed wisely. And I yeah. never had a D in math. <laughs> Middle school, sixth grade. That was the last time I ever had a D in math. And I got a D, <laughs> I got a D in math my freshman year. And I remember my professor just like, well, well, you're not going to pass with this class. You know, it's not going to transfer through. You know, you don't have to retake it. You know, luckily I didn't end up retaking it, but it just taught me like, you know, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to go out like this, get a D and just pass my way through college. So I've had yeah. to take two math classes my my junior year right now. And I passed them with a B in the fall and I got a C in the winter semester. Hey, math is hard. You know what I'm saying? Math I'll, is hard. I'll take a C. Hey. hey. Hey, I'll, I'll be the first to say that math is hard. I do not like math at all. <laughs> math does not come easy to me at all. So all I was right. just like, screw it. I'll take a 76%. Exactly. Hey, man, congratulations to you, Sean. <laughs> boy, nah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and it's just like you have to adapt with your routine and like find ways to study and do your work. Like luckily for me with my job, I have a lot of downtime. So I'd bring my laptop yeah. in and I would bring my notebook and I'd be doing my math homework and studying right there, just taking advantage of that. So that way, when I go home, I can either do a podcast episode or I can do some self-care, play my Xbox, just chill out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest yeah. lesson I've learned, finding ways to adapt to what you're doing within your routine and finding a way to, you know, squeeze that in. For sure, for sure, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. Overall, I know that, you know, it's 2022. The year just started. I feel like it's going by fast. What are some of the goals yeah. that you have for yourself for this year, if you if you have any? Um, I know a big goal I have for myself is to get, uh, YouTube wise is to get 10,000 on YouTube for the end of the year. And most people might be like, oh, that's crazy. You're only at 1.2K, but I believe in myself and I know that I can do it, especially I haven't been consistently making videos for a year yet, you know, in May, May, June ish, that would be the, the uh, one year mark, you know? So 
if I, I I'm in the mentality where if I can do this in you know six seven months if I can get to 1k in six seven months who knows what I can do consistently posting videos for an entire 365 days you know so I'm just looking at it from potential wise so that's a goal YouTube wise and faith wise you know myself I just want to strengthen my relationship with God and just you know start living you know not that I haven't been living but just really just start living the way he wants me to and accepting that the way that he wants me to be, you know, just really just strengthening that relationship with Christ. That's like my personal goal, because in the past, even though I've been more into it, you know, I've been inconsistent, you know, I've been, you know, there have been months where I'm really into it and months where I fall off and don't really practice my faith, you know, so it's just really for the whole year, just staying strong, just every day when I wake up, before I go to sleep, is he the first person I'm talking to? Is he the last person I'm talking to before I go to sleep? So it's just that. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about Christ is that Christ still loves us, even if we drift off and stray away because mm-hmm. we gave our life to him. And so we have grace and we are saved by his love and by his mercy. And I think that's such a Beautiful thing that, you know, this man gave his life for us. He took on all of our sins, everything. And he was, by all accounts, the perfect human being to walk the face of earth. And he took all of that to save us from the the guilt, the shame, the punishment that, that we deserve. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing that God still loves us, even when we make mistakes. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm forever grateful for that. I'm just, uh, I'm just comfortable, you know, even... If I slip up, you know, because we're only human, and even if I make mistakes, not on purpose, of course, but, you know, just having that reassurance that if I just repent and, you know, just ask for forgiveness, God's going to be willing with open arms to forgive. And as long as I learn and don't keep making the same mistakes again willingly, you know, so... Right. Absolutely. I know I've been so grateful to have this conversation with you, dude. So grateful for your time and us having this conversation. My last question to you before I go ahead and let you go is when you think about it, what do you want your legacy to be as a YouTuber and as an individual in general? When you go out of this world, what do you want your legacy to be? I love that question. I love that question. I just when I look, when I think about that, you know, I think of. I don't know if you can see, but I have a, a Kobe jersey on my wall over there. Hey, I got a Kobe poster on my wall. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, I don't know if you that's can see fire. it. I'm going to try and see. Yeah, he's on the yeah, wall. <laughs> that's fire. But yeah. yeah. You know, every day I wake up, I look at that Kobe jersey. You know, I think of all the things I just remember for, you know, Mamba mentality, hard work, outworking everybody, and just being dedicated and not letting anything stop you in the way of what you want. I just think of that. I'm like, you know. I just want to. I just want to be consistent with whatever I'm doing. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube, school, putting that hard work. You know, in the gym, doing all of that. I, I want to be remembered for somebody that didn't quit. Somebody that paved the way for a lot of people to better themselves and become the best version of themselves possible. You know, that's what I want to be remembered for. I just want to be somebody that helped as many people as he could, and of course set my family up, set myself up for financial security as well. So just want to be remembered as a leader and somebody that didn't stop to get to where he wanted to. Right. 
That's beautiful. Sure. That's beautiful, man. The one thing I've learned about the Mamba mentality, I always thought that that applied to basketball, but it applies to life in general. You know, life. you don't have to you don't have to outwork somebody on the basketball court if you don't play basketball. Outwork them at your job. Outwork them in mm-hmm. your classroom. You know, out outwork them. Put in the work and just do what you have to do so you can be the greatest of all time. Not one of the greatest, but you know, the greatest. Be the best, and that's what I aspire to be the most. You know, in, in my room, I got a poster of Muhammad Ali. You can't see it i got a poster of martin luther king and malcolm x on top of my study area where i study and of course when i wake up i got kobe looking at me so i'm definitely yeah. not i'm definitely not gonna relapse because i don't want him to be disappointed in me yeah. <laughs> but sure. yeah but yeah man i just try to have you know that positive mindset and just try to you know just do my best i'm not perfect by any means and i i'm working on accepting that but i know if i can just work hard and do my best then that's all that matters amen Yep. Well, Pierre, I had a great time talking with you, man. Like I said, this is our first conversation. Everything flowed well. I got an hour out of you. That means the episode was fire. And I can't wait to keep in touch with you. And here's hoping that we can, you know, do this again sometime. Yeah, man. Again, thank you for having me on. Shout out to Jordan for, you know, kind of bridging this together, making this happen. I've had a great hour, a great conversation. You know, I really got to feel like, I connected with somebody on a really deep level today, and that's beautiful. And I can't wait to keep talking to you in maybe another episode, you know, in the near future. Definitely. That'd be great. Definitely. A collab episode with you, Jordan, Rami, Spiritual Duvall, all all y'all. Yeah. That'd be beautiful, man. That'd be beautiful. We got to make that happen for sure. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you for your time, man, and you have a great day. Oh, yeah. You too, bro. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yep. All right, this wraps up the podcast. Stay blessed and stay encouraged. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.